Hello! Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex, and welcome to a brand new year on The Gap. With me, I have Shane, a.k.a. The Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane, on this fine, brand new year? Konnichiwa! Hajime mashite yoroshiku! Gap podcast! Yokoso! Watashi wa Shane desu! Arigatuzaimashd! All right, what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I I did not expect you to speak what Japanese. Full Japanese. I literally learned that just for this intro. That was surprisingly good. <laughs> Scary good. I don't know yeah. how to feel about I'm that. I'm sorry. I've, you know, I don't think this fucking cancel the podcast now. Yeah, just no, fucking end it. Delete the, delete the YouTube, delete the Twitter. The person asking to cancel the podcast is uh, Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing good. I'm awake. I'm rested. I don't got school today. It's pretty good day. I feel like that's a good day for anyone. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty damn good day for anyone, I like to say. Uh, with us, we also have via speakerphone. Uh, we have Josh. How you doing today, Josh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was a whole yes. fucking conundrum that happened here. Josh's internet literally killed itself before we started recording. So now we have him on speakerphone. It's a whole fucking ordeal. It's an absolute mess in every way, shape, and form. What a great way to start the year, am I right? <laughs> yeah, what a great way to start the year. Josh wants to die. <laughs> I think. But um, with that, uh, but uh, with that being said, this is a brand new year on the Gap. I think it's great to be back. It also mean it's also a one year anniversary of of the Gap. Uh, it's been a fantastic first year, and I and uh, I'm very very excited for uh, this uh, second for the second year to be even to be big. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be dumber. It's, it's going, going to be, be a, thicker. It's going to be thick. Uh, <laughs> extra thick. Extra, extra thick. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about as well. We have uh, some simulcast and uh, new season discussion. We got some news. Uh, we got, and of course, we got our featured anime of the podcast, which, if you can see from the thumbnail, is a show that I'm pretty sure that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that you've probably been looking forward to us talking about uh, for a while now. Yeah, ever since the first true episode of The Gap. This has been like yeah. a year in the making. Yeah, so I have, it's just, this is definitely, but uh, we have been really, but uh, we're of course going to be really, really excited to talk about it. But let's get right into it. I, I think everyone here is ready to start, right? I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready let's whenever go. you are. All righty then. All right. Uh, so, so as per usual with uh with January, it's a brand new season of anime. Uh, we got a bunch of we got a whole bunch of new stuff to talk about. Um, let's talk about the new season. Uh, it's uh pretty dead. It's super dead. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh it's pretty start- fucking dead. Starting the new year off with a uh, with an absolute bang. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Jack and shit. Um, uh, I mean, there is stuff, but not that much, to be completely honest. 
uh, we're gonna go, but let's go through some of the shows that we are going to be that we are going to be watching, regardless, and ones that we're excited for. Uh, Shane, is there any what shows in particular are you gonna be watching this season? Okay, well, usually when we do these like beginning of season discussions, we go through our top three most anticipated. If you want my bullshit list, uh, <laughs> if you want my bullshit list, uh, Mob Psycho 100, Boogie Pop, and Promise Neverland. But if you want my real legitimate list, Wiz, Wiz, and fucking Wiz. Wiz, Wiz. This so is going to be a fucking beautiful disaster, my dudes. I am so excited for Wiz. You have no idea. And seeing as so, how, spoilers, we do have plans to cover Handshakers this year, what a better prelude to that, eh? As something that's basically Handshakers 2.0. And it's pretty much, like, alright, so Wiz is pretty, so, for all those who don't know what Wiz is, Wiz is an anime about DJing and it's a, two it, it's, a, it's about a kid who might be 14, we're not Probably sure. Probably 14. Yeah, no, he spends his time DJing, he decides to, but, uh, he, and then he starts uploading his DJs to YouTube, basically, but then, but then some shit happens, and then now he needs to fight others with the power of his DJ music. It looks fucking terrible. It's amazing. If you want to make yourself feel good, just watch the PV. But the entire time that that, that the PV's playing, just go. <laughs> yeah, just get the Eurobeat in the background. <laughs> yeah, just get Eurobeat. Uh, fucking uh, listen, li- listen to your nearest uh, fucking uh, you know, bring your uh, bring your nearest DJ. Make them compose the soundtrack to it. Yes, uh, like like fucking- commission someone on SoundCloud. This yeah. looks this, fucking terrible. This show is airing, and it's going to be the guilty pleasure of the season. Dude, it uh, starts tomorrow, and I'm actually super pumped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't but, fucking uh, wait. Yeah. Obviously, outside of that, you mentioned other shows. Like, there's uh, Mob, Mob Psycho's coming back this season. Like, obviously, Mob uh, Psycho's the obvious one, because it's fucking Mob Psycho. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, fu- it's coming back, obviously. Uh, Boogie Pop, which started up today. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, it started up today, so technically it is already out. Um, it will be um, so yeah, because technically it's already out. So you guys can go watch that uh, uh, whenever you can. Uh, that also is looks really damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, and of course, Promise Neverland is going to be is going to whip. Uh, and I whip know it's shit. Going, mm-hmm. It's going to whip shit. Spencer, any other any shows you're particularly looking forward to? Uh, this season, looking forward to Boogie Pop because I was the, I'm the only one here who's actually read the Boogie Pop light novels and manga. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boogie Pop is good, and for those of you who who are wanting, we're looking into it and think it looks cool. I'm going to give you the same warning that I gave both Matt and Shane, which is Boogie Pop gets really fucked up. So just go into that with just knowing that it's not going to be a fun show to watch. Here's the thing. I expected that, so I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I got Boogie Pop Phantom 2018. I got Promise Neverland. I got Mob Psycho 100. We're all going to have basically the same list. I got um, uh, fucking Rising of the Shield Hero. Yep. Rising of the Shield Hero. that one about love. 
Oh, Kaguya-sama. Is that mm-hmm. it? Yes. Yeah, that one I have on my list, too. That's um, my top five. Oh, yeah. but the actual top five is Wiz, 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 and Wiz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Wiz. It's going to be Wiz. Greatest uh, anime ever made, I'm calling it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, forget Brotherhood. Be- forget Cowboy Bebop. Forget fucking Ava. <laughs> Fuck that it's shit. Wiz. It's Wiz. Um, Josh, anything you're watching this season? Uh, Mob Psycho? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, mm-hmm. Dino Live Season 3, obviously. For oh, me. yeah, that's he, Yeah, he's the only one that's watching that. Mm-hmm. Spencer? I didn't say anything. Oh, I heard you tone a voice with your mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking sass me, boy. <laughs> um, apart from that, really, not much. You know me, I'm kind of a rewatch guy. Yeah. Yeah. Josh isn't so much focused on watching the new stuff as he is rewatching the stuff that he's already seen that he really likes. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's a couple of other stuff that I want to, I got shows that I want to bam that look good. Uh, fucking Dororo. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking Mappa, Samurais, Demons. Yeah, probably, yeah, Dororo looks great. Um, it's on the Suzuka show, like, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Moros Mononikin returns this season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As of recording, it will air, to- it airs tomorrow. Uh, so definitely get ready, for, uh, definitely get ready for that. Uh, Prince of Smiles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this show even? I still don't know. It's just yeah. literally. I was just looking through the list. And I'm like, huh? What is this? It sounds kind of interesting. And then I watched the PV, and it's rad mecha shit. Yeah, apparent. Uh, from what I understand, apparently it's about uh, it's about two, it's about uh, fucking uh, two girls who are born on distant planets who are like fucking ha- or friend who are both on opposite sides of a war or friends on opposite sides of a war. So that's what the what I can guess it's about. That's according to what the description says. That'll be interesting. Uh, but it sounds dope. Is this Naruto? Uh, there is one show that Shane wants to watch that's very suspect, uh, uh, from this season, uh, and, uh, I've, ro- I've already roasted him on it, though, so, uh, it's, uh, uh, fucking, um, Shane, why don't you do us the pleasure to tell us what your, uh, what the show, one of the shows you're looking forward to this season that's very suspect. You're a son of a bitch, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> fucking throw me under the bus after all I've done for you. Oh, is that the fucking not Uzumade show? It's the not Uzumade made by the people who made Uzumade. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> I assume this is how most people got roped into watching Uzumade. Because the premise is very sketch. But the animation and the art style are fucking gorgeous. It looks cute and innocent. It made me feel good, even though it is technically about a college student who has a crush on a six-year-old. <laughs> fucking sue me, Okay. Fucking throw me in jail. She's set. Te- oh, she, she's technically a fifth grader, but fucking throw me. It doesn't make it better at all. Shane, it made you feel good. That's weird. Shut the fuck up, you bitch. Did this show's airing? And uh, this show's airing. We'll wait. We'll wait to see. 
if it ends up being another Uzume. I hope, I pray to God that it's not, and it's just, like, <laughs> really innocent. Oh, she's so cute. Let me pinch her cheeks or whatever. But, in, but it, because if it isn't, we're going to hang this over your head if it, for the okay, rest of Okay, <laughs> if, it, if it turns out to be another Uzumade, I'm taking that to my fucking grave. Put it on my gravestone. <laughs> fucking take that L, dude. You have to take that L if that is it. Um, apparently it's based on a four coma. Um, but, so uh... Was, so I'm, I'm pretty sure so was Uzumade. Uh, Uzumade, no. Uzumade wasn't. Uzumade was a manga? manga. Yeah, Uzumade oh, was a manga. It's fucking uh, terrible. I shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, you got Magical Girl Asuka, which is pretty yes. much Magical Girls. If they were Spec Ops, um, which is dope. Uh, and and then there's also and then there's a Domestic Girlfriend, which looks fucking gorgeous. Even though the premise uh, is also sketch, that, but it's a very mm-hmm. sketch, uh, very sketch uh, premise, but. It looks pretty. The PV was pretty damn good. Like, so, hey, what if we make? What if we make a romance about a guy who sleeps mm-hmm. with a girl that he doesn't want, and then it turns out that the one he actually had a crush on is his new stepsister, but also the girl he slept with is also his new stepsister. <laughs> who? Wh- what a fucking premise, right? <laughs> what a fucking coincidence! Am, a I'm going to marry my sister. Oh, God. I swear to God, if it's Nakaimo 2.0, I'm going to kill myself. We're leaving Nakaimo in 2018, guys. Please. Nah. Nah. Nakaimo ain't dying. I'm not letting that die. Uh, uh, But outside of that, there's not much. Uh, There's honestly not much this season. There's a lot of shit that is never going to be picked up. Yeah. Honestly, from aside from like the really big name shows that everyone is excited for, not much else. Yeah, not much this season, which is surprising. Um, like, of course, everyone's going to be hyped for Mom Psycho. Everyone's going to be hot for uh, Promise Neverland. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are hyped for Boogie Pop. Other there's than probably, that, though... There's a bunch of people that are excited for Rise of Shield Hero. Right. Yeah, um, Rise of Shield Hero. Like, like, the first two lines, we have they three live, people excited too. for They Live. And and of course Kakiguri if Netflix yes. if Netflix picked that up, so Which means we won't see it until like August. But I like <laughs> Kakiguri, so I'm I'm willing to wait. I'll just yeah. rewatch the first season again, dude. I just started watching right. Kakiguri. <laughs> it's great. I know, I'm like ten episodes in already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also finally started to watch uh Sirius Jagger because it came out. Six months after it was out. Because <laughs> welcome to Netflix. Uh, but yeah, so with that, we are. Uh, but I think that we're pretty much done talking about the new season. We'll return next podcast with a discussion on the shows of the season, which ones were good, which ones were bad. Yeah, we'll have actually watched uh, some stuff by then. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, cause nothing, we haven't seen shit yet as of recording. So, so, uh, but with that, I think we time, we can move on to some, uh, some, some news. And it's, it's also, it's been like a month since we've done the show. So it's there's... been like a month. And yet surprisingly, there's not really as much as I thought. Uh, I figured coming back considered... from the holidays, there would be a ton of news to talk about. Uh, 
Well, I thought so too, but turned, uh, but uh, Jump Festa turned out to be kind of a dud. Yeah, what um, the fuck was up with Jump Festa? Yeah, it turned out to be kind of a dud. Uh, not much was announced, with the exception of a bit. Um, and then there wasn't really that much announcements over Christmas because Japan, from like Christmas to New Year's, is basically dead. The country uh, of Japan literally shut down. Uh, pretty pretty much it seems like and there's a cu- there's a couple of other announcements but like most is not honestly not much um but let's get right into it uh let's start with the jump festa stuff because i think that's probably the biggest the, those are the biggest pieces of news let's start with one piece um because uh, oh, one, right. one piece announced that they have a new film coming out this year um in august of 2019 it was revealed that the name of it is going to be One Piece Stampede. Um, it will it will be opening on August 9th of this year, um, and it will be an anime film that's dedicated to celebrating the 20th anniversary of the anime, not the manga, the anime specifically. Um, the anime was 98? 99. Um, 99, manga was 97. Uh, it will be the 14th One Piece film released. Um, and unlike the previous films, it will be the it will be the first One Piece film in a while that will not have any involvement from Ichiro Oda whatsoever, um, outside okay. of maybe a couple character designs. Uh, so this is a completely Toei movie. This is a completely Toei movie, which we have not seen since uh, before Strong World. Um, uh, I'm I'm okay with that. We've seen a, there's a, a lot of one there's a, a lot of the One Piece films, a lot of the really good ones. In fact, one of my favorite ones is a complete Toei film, um, and that's uh, the sixth one. So I so is, this is not is One Piece really gold. Is that Oda. What? Wasn't there a movie called like One Piece Gold or something like that? Yeah, yeah, there that was. was that was the last one. That's the last one. Okay. Yeah, that was the last one. Um. Now, 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 obvious, now, obviously, uh, I have Funimation will probably pick this up. Um, I assume they will. I assume they will. Um, uh, the trailer doesn't really show anything. It all it shows is this clips from the anime. Um, it could so. Whatever the case is, we'll get more news on One Piece Stampede now. Uh, sh- now this is a uh, good for Shane though, because Shane recently just got it to One Piece. Yeah, I started. I started watching the anime back in November. It was like right after I finished my rewatch of O three. I started watching mm-hmm. One Piece just because I felt like it. Because I was like, okay, why not? And uh, spoilers, guys. One Piece is really good. <laughs> <laughs> like really, really good. And it's uh. And uh, Shane, Shane, uh, Shane uh, got through like fifty episodes in like two days. I watched. I like watched that. up to like, I watched up to uh, the Arlong arc, and it made me happy. It made me sad. It made me hype. Like it, it, One Piece ran me through the gamut of emo- uh, emotions, like really quickly. It's like the best kind of emotions too. Like my favorite, I'm... my favorite story in One Piece for, so far, from what I've seen, is still Bellamere. I, I, my heart goes out for Bellamere. The thing I'm... is, that's that's only the tip of the iceberg. I know it is. <laughs> I know this thing is going to riggedy wreck me. <laughs> so, 
Uh, hopefully, uh, you get caught up at least decently. I, you're probably not going to be because of how long One Piece is, but yeah. maybe if uh, one stampede comes out, you'll be ready. Maybe to... I'll have all the basics under my belt yeah. by that point. I yeah, know pro- that um, I'm probably going to just do what the what the Funimation's doing and just do two episodes a day of One Piece. Yeah, that started on the on the first. Yeah, so, yeah, so I have to watch six episodes today. Wait, six, like, eight. hey, if you watch two episodes a day eight for the day. entire year, you'll basically be almost caught up. Which, yeah, it's actually a pretty good strategy. Yeah, to be I'd say it's a good on. strategy. Two episodes a day isn't that much. That's like less than an hour of your time. That's literally forty minutes of your. That's like yeah. forty-five minutes of your life. That's yeah. not much. Like two episodes a day for three hundred sixty-five days. You'll be like re- almost caught up. That's like ep- six hundred episodes. No, that's over seven hundred, dude. Yeah, that's almost. A- you'll be in like Dressrosa, I think, by that point. Yeah, you'll um, be like in the heart of Dressrosa by that point. Three sixty-five, so five five zero three. It's like seven forty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, seven. The uh, One Piece is at like episode eight hundred something right now. So yeah, there'd be like a, yeah, there'd be, be like a hundred and fifty episodes by that point. Yeah. That you still have to catch so up by- on. Yeah, so by that point, you just need an extra month to, like, cat- fully catch up, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, around there. So, uh, but yeah, so One Piece Stampede is co- One Piece Stampede coming in August of 2019. Uh, speaking of stuff, uh, and um, another uh, another show that we really like that got a, a announcement of when it's airing is My Hero. Uh, My yes. Hero. Mm-hmm. My Hero Academia will be returning later this year will not be returning in spring like we all thought instead it will be revealed it will be a uh, fall anime it will be in october of 29 it'll be october 2019 this year mm-hmm. uh gonna be a little later than expected but we have we have we we now know why yeah because bungo uh bungo stray dogs is returning in the spring um and they're taking and that's taking over uh my hero's uh time slot uh now, outside of that, My Hero will have be in the same time slot as before. Same networks, same everything. Um, they showed a... Uh, uh, there will also be a... Uh, uh, also, and also in Japan, pre... But before My Hero... Uh, uh, before My Hero Season 4 starts airing, they're actually going to rerun the entire show. All three seasons? Uh, all three seasons. One episode will run every Sunday from January to March, and two episodes will run every Sunday from April to September. Hmm. Uh, in prep for uh, season yeah, three. Yeah, that's pretty good. Season four. So, mm-hmm. so they're going to be rerunning um, the episodes in Japan if for in prep for the new season. Uh, outside of that, we don't. Uh, we also got a visual, and it's Deku with Mirio, and both of them looking fucking great. Is it just uh, okay? Is it just me? I might be crazy, but based on the 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 key visual they released, does it does anyone else think that it's gotten like a the slightest shift in art style? Nope, it doesn't look like. Honestly, it I like I looked closer at it, and I'm like, the lines seem thicker, and it seems just like a tad more sketchy than it used to. That might just be my eyes playing with me, but it's something it I lo- it, it looks fine to me. Like it looks exactly. So I don't know. <laughs> It might, it might literally, because, because uh, also, because the black lines are more common in uh, visuals, because they need to like emphasize the characters and stuff. Like in the my in the season three, uh, 
visual key visual they have black lines all around them so it's not anything honestly if my hero adopted that visual style i'd be all for that because i love that shit yeah i don't think it's going to it's the same if they confirmed it's the exact same staff as these as the past four three seasons so With nothing is not and this is not Attack on Titan. This is not Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. This is not with the with lines that are as big as my fucking marker. Um, <laughs> fucking those black lines are basically as thick as the fucking characters. It's basically like some. It's basically like they took the fucking character models into Photoshop and just put like a twelve pixel outline over them. Mm-hmm. It's like they put a drop shadow that they forgot to move, <laughs> and and just everything they- has a drop shadow. Everything. Give everything a drop shadow. Drop shadows are visually pleasing. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, my hero's coming back, and we're going to be watching it because, of course, what, who do you think we are? Fucking hero. Uh, um, but we did one of the biggest pieces of news from Jump Festa was we got we finally got news about Doctor Stone. Ooh. Uh, the anime adaptation of Doctor Stone, which revealed about uh, which revealed. Uh, who the hell was gonna be working on the fucking thing? Yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> um, until they reveal now, uh, uh, fucking um, we all had our bets on who was gonna do it. We still don't know who's the director or writer on it. Uh, but we do know who's the studio, and the studio is TMS. Uh, yeah. TMS will be doing Doctor Stone. Um, TMS last year did a lot of. Really, really good stuff. Actually, they did. Um, they did Megalobox. They did uh, Lupin the Third. They did Baki. They did a bunch of others. They did. Um, they they're doing Fruits Basket this year as well. Um, Imagine Spencer's favorite anime of last year, The Thousand Musketeers. The Thousand Musketeers, uh, the greatest an- anime ever anime made. of the year for Spencer. Anime. Of- Anime of the decade. Anime of my life. Anime yeah. of the century. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Stone is. Uh, but Doctor Stone is coming back. Is coming. Is Doctor Stone is finally coming in July of this year. Uh, and sh- me and Shade are. Hyped. Oh, we're fucking getting on that shit, dirty dude. <laughs> fucking uh, Doctor, dude. Fucking Doctor Stone is awesome, and it's rad. It's it's rad as shit. And I, I am perfectly okay with the choice for TMS, because they've been putting out some really good stuff lately. Yeah. Like, if you've seen any clips from the new Baki, that shit looks unreal sometimes. Yeah. And fucking Megalobox. So, mm-hmm. apparently, this will have the same some of the same animation staff as Megalobox. So. I was gonna well, say, I, like, like it, it would be amazing. Like from what I understand, from what the I, Megalobox art style, but we don't like, know who's writing or directing, though. So yeah, I saw, uh, I saw the the brief teaser that they put out from Jump Festa of um, Seku, and yeah. it, it looks really good. Like the visual style yeah. is on point. Yeah, it looks real damn good, and I love. Um, they also announced uh, some of the cast members. Uh, Saitama, uh, the, girl, the guy who plays Saitama, is going to be in it. Uh, Got some, uh, got some other, uh, got some other big, got some other bigger names in it. Uh, oh, probably the, the, like the big, and one, uh, the person playing, uh, Yuzuira, who is the main female character of the series. Um, she had a big year last year. She played the lead in Udodoku. Um, oh, and she was also, okay. And she was Ichigo in Franks as well last year. 
So, and that was one of her first two roles, by the way. So, you mean Ichi Ho? Yeah. <laughs> Ichi Ho. Those were her first two roles, by the way. So, uh, she and now she's going to be in uh, Doctor Stone. So, uh, and the and so base pretty much. Uh, Doctor Stone seems to be shaping up to be a fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jump Festa, uh, fucking uh, really pulled out all the stuff for Doctor Stone. They also pull out all the stuff for another anime that I'm pretty sure Spencer's really excited is coming back. And me, um, I've actually seen more of this than Spencer has now. So yeah, uh, uh, so, um, Haikyuu is finally coming back. Fuck. Uh, uh, with a brand new anime, not a fourth season apparently. This is not a fourth season. It's not classified as such, but it is a brand new anime. There will be a kickoff event for it in September on September twenty first. So second, will it be airing this year? We don't know. They didn't say anything, and it was not and it was not confirmed whether or not Production IG will be returning to do the anime for it. Uh, the art style of the series will also change between seasons it will be changed to reflect the closer to the original manga as opposed to the uh, production ig style which makes me think that it could be quite possible the production ig is not doing this new season um, i would be very sad if they didn't it's quite possible because it, 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 they don't because they're not classifying it as a fourth season they actually specifically said that it's not a fourth season but it's still so, a continuation yeah it is still a continuation so, which means it could quite this could be a situation. Yeah, it's a continuation, but production IG didn't want to do it. So, uh, but whatever, we're getting more high Q, which I think that's all that matters. It's a fu- it's that's a pachinko machine. Konami is it's doing pachin- it. The, the entire the fourth season of High Q is a is a fucking pachinko machine. It's just they Only- put a, they just put a fucking camera in front of a pachinko machine for twenty minutes. <laughs> The fucking the fourth season is a live drama that you can only see in Japan, and will have lore specific details handed in the pamphlets that are only available through Japanese select theaters. Yeah, it turns out Shira Torizawa invented volleyball. Who? <laughs> turns out that Haiku itself is the art of volleyball. Um, Turn, turns out that he Hinata is just a volleyball. <laughs> he not the plot twist is that Hinata is a stack of volleyballs. He's just a fucking volley. He's just a stack of volleyballs with an orange He's wig just on. Fucking Wilson. He's just Wilson with an orange <laughs> wig on. <laughs> He no no he he he's a stack of volleyballs that turns sentient, and that's the why he can only think about volleyball is because that's his purpose in life. It's just the first step. Volleyball. No, oh my God. the first episode of Haikyuu season four turns it into a psychological thriller where everybody <laughs> turns into Gundams. <laughs> Everyone turns into volleyball Gundams. Gundams. Everybody turns into turns into tequila Gundam. Tequila Gundam. And then fucking Kageyama comes out of nowhere, and he's just the net. He's the net. Kageyama is the net. (laughs) (laughs) All right, can we move on, please? Yeah. All right. So Haikyuu's Haikyuu's coming back. Yay! (laughs) The last big piece of news. Dragon Ball did not get any news at a fuck Jump Festa. Uh, and that shames reaction to that. 
Instead, we just got a really shitty message from Toriyama. Like, yo, uh, I'm working on something, but I won't tell you what. Also, women don't watch Dragon also, Ball. Also, women Peace. don't watch Dragon Ball because they won't understand <laughs> it. Have fun. Deuces. I'm Toriyama. Bye. Also, I don't know how many women watch Dragon Ball, but if they understand how men think, then good on them or whatever. I don't give a uh, shit. Fucking, where's my check? Pay me. It's like, it's like oh. Um... Uh, other shows that did not that were at Jump Festa but did not get any new pieces of news included Gintama, uh, Black Clover, uh, Boruto. Uh, none of those shows uh, and manga uh, got any sort of news whatsoever. Hey, weren't you, weren't you uh, convinced that Black Clover was going to get a movie announcement? I was I, I was convinced because they had a large time slot dedicated to Black Clover. That they were gonna no. like, yeah, we have a we have a panel, we have some big things to announce. You know what they fucking announced? Like some fucking chibi spin-off manga. Hello. You yeah, like you, you dumb you fucks. talk you talk like you won't fucking read that. I'm not going to, because by now fucking it's not gonna get translated. I will learn Japanese, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh however, right. however, in the Boruto time slot, they did, however, bring out something very special. Uh, that yes. I think a lot of people were very excited for. Uh, they brought Kishimoto himself was on stage. Uh, oh, this shit! Appearance. He's still alive. Uh, a rare public appearance. He finally, finally gave us his first uh, at the first look at his new manga that's coming out. Um, oh shit! Really? She was the yeah. Uh, stage presentation at Jump Festa 19 event on Sunday revealed that the Naruto manga creator, the Naruto manga creator Masashi Kishimoto, will be partnering with a new manga artist called Akira Okubo. Uh, for a new manga that's going to be called Samurai 8. Uh, the manga will debut in mo- in spring of 2019 in Jump. It's- in Jump. Um, Kishimoto will be co-drawing the manga with Okubo, and Kishimoto will also be right- will be in charge of all the writing for it. Um, app- no word on what the plot is like, but apparently it's going to be a mix. It's going to be combine his love of Japanese culture, clothing, and science fiction. Okay. Um, so it is technically a science fiction. So sci-fi uh, ninjas, okay. Uh, it will be. Uh, it will. It will no, it's sci-fi. It's sci-fi samurai. <gasps> uh, that's very different. Uh, uh, it's very different. We don't know exactly what the plot is like. Uh, but outside of uh, but they did. They there's a trailer. Um, and it, but it makes it different from Naruto is that there is a much older protagonist in. The uh, in the lead role. This will be a vi- apparently a very different manga from his last from Naruto. So Which Naruto yeah. took like what twenty years to end. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> it took like uh, it took like fifteen. Um, uh, but uh, Samurai Eight is coming. Uh, I'm really excited. And thank uh, God Kishimoto isn't drawing it all himself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God he's not uh, killing himself again, because uh, he almost killed himself working on Naruto. So, uh, but uh, thank God he's not killing himself. I'm gonna read the fuck out of this. Uh, I think everyone, I think everyone here is gonna read the fuck out of this. Probably, yeah, because I don't have to catch up on like a thousand chat with the. <laughs> well, like it's all. I mean, like Naruto's over, so you can always catch up. So I'm not. Oh. Don't worry, so, Josh. Josh is back. Hello. I Josh want, I want 
more of that fucking one shot that Kubo made. Oh yeah, Kubo Kubo was just like also yeah, Bleach got nothing too, and they had an entire fucking panel dedicated to that. You know what they fucking announced? They fucking if uh, oh yeah, Brave Soul shit. Lol. Just gotcha games. Pachinko machines. I hate. Pretty much, you know what? Pretty much, actually, that's what a gotcha game is. It's a pachinko machine in a mobile form. So I fucking love and hate gotcha games. So Shane hate does not. She <laughs> plays Dokkan Battle. So I used to. I don't anymore. I haven't touched it in like a year. <laughs> I play fucking. I think I play. Yeah, I play three gotcha games. I play the Bungo game, which is a gotcha game. I play Girls Frontline, which is a gotcha game. And oh, I play Bang Dream, which is oh, a gotcha the, game. Oh, Bang Dream. <laughs> of course. Yes. Why wouldn't I? I fucking love Bang. I love vital shows. And the question I pose, why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, moving on from Jump Festa stuff, we only have two other pieces of news to talk about. Um, the first thing is that uh, is that the uh, creator of Soul Eater, his new manga, Fire Force, is getting an anime, as we all know. Um, oh shit! That, that's by the creator of. I didn't know Soul that Eater? was the guy who did Soul Eater. Yeah, it's Soul. It's the guy who did Soul Eater. It's holy fire, yeah. fuck! Like, okay, my hype all of a sudden skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they announced the main staff. The uh, head director of it will be Yuki Yaze, who was a former. Um, uh, Shaft director. He he worked on uh, my sketch, Vicar uh, City Actors, uh, several episodes of Monogatari Nisekoi, uh, and was the episode director for episodes three and ten of Madoka Magica, aka the best episode of the damn show. Oh, um, fucking really? Episode three yeah. and ten. Shit. Oof. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, okay, uh, this is gonna be a good good. It doesn't um, help that it's also David Production, and the PV David looks production. fucking wicked. The writer, uh, the uh, the the writer of the series, is Yam uh, Yamato uh, Hashiyama, who I'm gonna look up what he does, uh, because I have never heard of this guy. Yeah, who the fuck is this man? Fire Force. Uh... Apparently, this is first work as a writer. So, Yamato, first, uh, this first is time writing. Okay, first time writing, and the character designer work is also from uh, Shaft, and he and she and he was the big character designer for Jumonogatari. Uh, um, they re- revealed who will be voicing now. How, however, they revealed who will be voicing the lead, and it's going to be a very controversial pick because it's Gakuto Ki, uh, Kajiwara. If that name sounds familiar, he's the Japanese voice of Asta from Black Clover. Oh no! He will be voice. He will be voicing the lead here. Whether or not he will be screaming is another <laughs> is a another matter entirely. Um, as time went on, as time has gone on, though, I will have I have to say that uh, performance as Asta has gotten really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know he. There's no date on when the series will premiere, but it will probably be this year, for what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think it's for what I, I think it's probably fall. I think it's fall. Um, but yeah, Fire Force is coming. 
Um, and it's 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 a it's showing an anime about firefighting. How awesome is that? Yeah, and also pe- about spontaneous combustion. It's like fuck yeah. Uh, fuck. Here's the story. Terra has paralyzed the clockwork metropolis of Tokyo. Possessed by demons, people begin leading the Uh establishment of a special firefighting team, the Fire Force, ready to roll it up. Yeah. (laughs) The team is about to get a very unique addition. Shinra, a boy who possesses the unique ability to run. um, Hold hold up. Hold up. (laughs) How his super? Yeah, no, his superpower is that he. Um, his superpower, his superpower is that he can. Yeah, he knows how to sprint. Okay. That's his special ability. Okay, but it's really cool. Is the the power is called Devil's Footprints? Yeah, he destroys in the process. Get the fire force discover the source of the strange phenomenon and put a stop to it, or the shitty bird to ashes first. This sounds like stupid hot blooded shonen, and I'm gonna love it. And it's David production, and it looks wicked. I'm gonna fucking watch the shit out of this. And and it'll probably be after JoJo Part Five is done. So oh yeah, probably... if it's fall, JoJo Part Five yeah. will be several seasons done by then. Several it's seasons done, and w- yeah. which means that they'll be able to just give it their all. Yeah, uh, and it's. Uh, Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just saying, like, and I want to see like the JoJo level effort put towards this stupid firefighting show. Did you watch the PV? <laughs> I have not watched the PV. Yes, yet. they do. They, it looks amazing, dude. The animation okay, looks incredible. They they are really nothing at all. Uh, fucking uh, I love. Uh, I, uh, Shane had no idea it was from the guy who did Soul Eater, though. I think that's fucking. Great. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's from the US Our final piece of news is about an anime that wrapped up recently, but it's getting the movie, and that's Body Girl. Uh, Bunny Girl. Yeah. Uh, Bunny Girl. Uh, the anime, uh, the, we, we've known it's going to uh-huh. be a film based on Bunny Girl. Uh, we finally got a release date. Um, it's going to be, well, kind of, it's early summer. Um, it's going to be early summer. The entire staff and cast will be returning from the show, and it will be adapting the sixth and seventh light novels. Um, and will and apparently uh, internally, it has been described uh, at the uh, the uh, uh, at the studio has been described internally. Man, I love so, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, so um, if you give me really two and a half hours of Bunny Girl, I'm, I'm fucking fine with that. With with like movie level animation, dude. Yeah, which already fucking uh, I think it was was it Cloverworks that did it. Yes, Cloverworks. Yeah, it Cloverworks. Cloverworks knocked out of the fucking park with an anime budget. Imagine if you just gave them triple the money. The movie. Imagine that. Um. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the film will follow the, will follow, of course, our main characters, Sakata and Mai, but also will be, fo- but will mainly be focusing on Shoko, uh, yes. from the show. Who uh, may or may not exist. Yeah, who, it was for Bunny Girl, by the way. Uh, the story will depi- the, the, the story depicts apparently when all three of their feelings and wishes intersect and cause some major, major problems. Oh, no. Uh, uh from what I understand, people have read the light novels. Apparently, these uh, the Shoko's arc is really depressing. So that's it's, fun. It's, 
uh, and does not end very happy either. So, uh, I am nervous. I swear to God, if it ends with my and Sakata breaking up, I'm going to kill someone. I kill the director of this show. Kill, kill the author of Buddy Go writing that in the first place. Um, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this. Hopefully, this gets a theatrical release. Um, in America, imagine this gets a theatrical release over here in uh, in, uh, in Canada. You well, then we're going to see it, right? You said it's oh, six definitely or seven. Stuff. What six and seven? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would leave only two light novels left. Which means we have to wait for another season. Yeah. Also, the title so far, according to Wikipedia, is Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, the official, the official, uh, uh, fuck it, uh, uh, fuck it, uh, there's no title for the, uh, the, the, the title for the movie, The Unpick Rascal Isn't Dreaming of a Dreaming Girl, yeah. So, uh, I am very, very excited, though. Uh, yeah. News from the, from the pre, from the from the past month we've been gone again. Not much. All yeah, Jump Festa people. sucked. Jump oh, Festa so oh, Jump Festa was a. What's your favorite piece of news? Uh, Michael Paro's getting an anime. <laughs> About that, because they because and and never reported it. So. Yeah, don't worry. This is uh, fuck it. Nickel, nickel pot. Uh, but with that, uh, I think it's time we move on to our feature of the podcast. I would like to uh, intervene real quick. Um, someone's internet's a little wonky, so I think we need to take a brief intermission. Uh, because you guys keep cutting out hard. Okay. So I'm going to have my son bring up the sponsors for today's episode before we start that. So. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsors. All right, son, who's the sponsor for today? Hello, today we'd like to thank our sponsor, Hentai... Oh, wait. Son of a bitch, Josh! (laughs) Uh, We're getting a report. We're getting a report in from our new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Nintendo. Nintendo? Yes, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Nintendo, for giving us all Nintendo Switches. Everyone, Everyone who listens to this podcast gets a free nintendo switch except that's actually not true don't believe us yeah don't don't believe anything we say it's not it's not going to happen now our other sponsor is crunchyroll Ooh, what does crunchyroll have to say um get the the, hurry the hell up on new game (laughs) where's my new game dub that's what we have to say for crunchyroll you know Fair. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the show. The card information and the date and number on the back. All right, well, we're back from our sponsors. Therefore, that's right. And if you do all this, then you can help this Canadian podcast team get Hulu into Canada. Well, I mean, it is coming, so... Eventually. We want their credit card information. (laughs) From the moment you interact with the services, we are collecting information. Hi. I know, hi. My dad, Goku, needs your help. But it's running out of time. All we need... 
is your mom is your your parents' credit card number, the the expiration date, and the three wacky numbers on the back. Goku needs your help creating a super spirit bomb to destroy Kid Boo. All he needs is your parents' credit card information. <laughs> the expiration date and the three wacky numbers on the back. Guys, Deku needs to pay for his hospital bills. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> even, oh, though no. Japan, even though Japan has maiden, He just needs your credit card number, your mother's maiden name, and the six-three numbers on the back. <laughs> and then you can help Deku pay for his surgery to fix his fucking arms. What are we doing? I don't know. Let's let's. You asked for a sponsor. I we right. did the sponsors. I refreshed my internet, and then I came back, and here we are. Now we're yeah, talking about credit cards. All right. Yeah. Uh, as with that, uh, uh, while you were gone, I realized that we still haven't covered the anime sales chart. I was I going to say. That. I feel like we're jumping into things a little here. Yeah. Uh, but um. Uh, now, the, now, now, uh, the sales are a little behind because they haven't released the ones from the past couple of weeks yet because of New Year's and all that stuff and a bunch of, and like, and stuff. So, uh, but it, they do have, uh, uh, it is a good time to mention that Zombieland Saga is the highest selling anime of last year. So, yeah. with, uh, with a, uh, with a, with a first week date, with a first week uh, at least the highest first week uh, sales uh, with uh, with thirteen thousand co- with thirteen thousand copies in one week for Zombieland Saga. Matt, you gotta tell me what did Euro Camp win? Uh, on his first week, eleven thousand. Fuck. Uh, that was first volume, first week. In the total, Eurocamp ended up hitting fifteen thousand. Uh, so. It could be quite possible that Zombieland Sock that it uh, stays there. So far, in terms of overall sales, the highest selling anime of last year was actually Pretty Derby with twenty thousand copies. Fucking uh, Uma Musume, really? Yeah, yeah. It blo- oh. dude. That shit blew the fuck up in Japan. What is with Japan and their fucking horse girls? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, that show whips. So I don't know. Apparently, that show's really good. Um. Other example, oh, uh, in fact, a lot of the big no. shows uh, from the fall season um, actually overperformed. Any type of animal girl. That's oh, yeah, true. true. It's literally any um, type of animal. But human. actually, a large chunk of the uh, anime from the se- from the fall season actually overperformed. Uh, Gridman sold like eight thousand, which is a lot. Um, Bunny Girl oh, yeah. hit six thousand. Um, which is a lot. JoJo is the highest selling season it's ever had at like four uh, forty five hundred. Which JoJo normally sells two thousand, so it doubled. Wow, that's um, whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, I learned this today. Blooming to you is the highest selling Yuri of all time now, um, with eight thousand. Um, uh, and um, uh, High Score Girl did twenty five hundred, which is also all, which is decent, which is pretty good for that too. Even released a spice. Uh, sold above a thousand. Well, sold uh, uh, a thousand three hundred, which is pretty good for an original show. Uh, so last season was really damn good for. Yeah. Uh, well, last um, season was really damn good for everything, really. Last yeah, really. season was with the, the exception of Tokyo, with the exception of Tokyo Ghoul, which crashed and burned. Uh, As it should. I wonder why. So only 190 copies. Um, oh, shit. Week. That's actually worse than I thought it would be. That's, that's surprisingly bad, considering the last season of Tokyo Ghoul V sold like a thousand-something, so... Oof! It, 
<laughs> Big yeah, fucking F oof. F, F in uh, chat, my guys. Yeah, let's get an F in chat F, real quick. F. Big, uh, big old F. Big F, let's, let's just um, give me Just a put an F right there. There F, we go. F. F. It's a um, big F. Here's the problem, guys. Guys, I can't put F in chat. I'll put oh, another F for you, son. There's there we an go. F. Double yeah. F. FF, F, Final Fantasy. F minus. <laughs> F minus. Fuck it, uh. But yeah, um. We'll find out very soon on how well some others, uh, some other anime sold. Uh, what's interesting actually is that, um, what's interesting actually is I, I'm noticing fucking, um, uh, fucking, uh, apparently fucking, um, uh, One Punch Man got a re-release as well, and it did, did pretty it? well. In yeah, a Blu-ray re-release, um, and it did pretty good. So like two thousand huh. for the re-release, probably to like hype up season two. Yeah. But hey, One Punch Man sold really well um, in its initial. It's not. It didn't do nearly as well in its initial, but it's a re-release, so of course, yeah, uh, it makes most sense. Already have it, but it's a, it's a, it was a Blu-ray box. The Mob Psycho re-release though didn't do very well, so oof. Um, uh, that's actually kind of sad. Um, that is very sad, actually. More people uh, should watch and buy. I do find it funny though that the Judy Tyson Judy Tyson also got a Blu-ray box re-release, and that sold like a hundred copies because <laughs> yeah, no one gives a good. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's just Judy Tyson. It's just Judy Tyson. No one gives a shit. <laughs> it's just Judy Tyson. The show ended up. It ended up being very meh. It meant uh, it was very mediocre it... at best. I'll 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 have to check because uh, I'm on my, I'm, I'm on my mouth right now. But I think I gave Judy Tyson like a six. I gave it a six. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but if you want me to get emotionally invested in your characters, how about you don't put them in a situation where they literally all die? Also, that, that was also I, I, I passed the one I was actually looking for because I I wanted to make sure. Okay, good. I, I'm not fucking retarded. Okay. I mean, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh. But uh, but you uh, but yeah, uh, okay. but yeah. Um, now we can move on because now I think we're pretty much done with the sales charts. No, mm -hmm. sorry, I gave it a seven. Traitor. Really? Anyway, um, yeah, I I did enjoy Judy Tyson. Um, but uh, with that, it's time we move on to uh our anna our featured anime of the podcast, and it's uh. It's what we've been wanting to do for a very, very long it's time. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. 365 days in the making. 365 days in the making. It's one of our personal favorite anime of all time. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Directed by Yasuhiro Ire and written by Hirosh uh, Hiroshi Ononagi. Um, uh, from Studio Bones, it aired for 64 episodes from April 5th, 2009 to July 4th, 2010. And if you want to watch it, it is currently available to watch legally on both Crunchyroll and on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Both um, sub and dub. Both in sub and dub on both uh, on both sites. And is, and is currently licensed by Aniplex of America. So if you want to buy a, blue, a very expensive, but also very, very nice and very worth it, Blu-ray set, you can get it from their website. Now let's hear uh, this word from Josh. It is Josh. expensive, but it is expensive. But it's very much worth it. It's our number one favorite. Don't even say one of ours. It's our number one. It's game. not my number one. It's That's not. It's, it's not, not their my number, number one. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? It's not mine. So you're stupid. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, not mine Josh. either, Josh. Hey, Josh, how's that fucking internet going? <laughs> oh, that's a low blow. Oh, fucking rub the salt in the wound there. Do you want me to go <laughs> and kill you, Spencer? He'll fucking drive through your house. You don't know where I live. That's a damn lie. We know where the fuck you live. Uh, yeah. But um. Anyway, but yeah, let's talk let's about talk, Brotherhood. Let's talk about Falcons Brotherhood. Uh, if you've seen our our podcast on the original FMA, you know the storyline of from what Alchemist. But for those who have not, or uh, those who have not, here's a here's a brief summation. Here's a brief uh uh summation of what uh, Falcons Brotherhood is about. Falcons uh, Brotherhood is about Edward and Alphonse Elric two brothers whose mother passed sadly passes away and then through the art of alchemy uh which is basically this for universe's version of magic or science try to bring her back to life of course though some things are not meant to be replicated and uh they you know and in the process end up lo- end up losing a part of themselves uh quite literally in fact alphonse loses his entire body and Al- and ed loses his arm and his leg uh so now uh, trying to atone for their sins, their attempt, they uh, try to, dis- to search for the Philosopher's Stone in order to return their bodies to normal, all the while dealing with the threat of uh, mysterious threat of the homunculus and their and, the, and their leader, Father. All right, so uh, for one, Alchemist Brotherhood is big. It's mm-hmm. really, really big. It's big. It's long. It's epic. It's, it's basically thick. It's basically anime's version of lord of the rings i'd argue pretty much uh it is it is one of the greatest epic stories told in anime history yeah pretty much it it's is got the t- greatest epic stories ever told <laughs> i will it's agree got, with josh there uh it, that's just got, me it's got a fucked it's got a it's got a fuck ton of characters uh got a lot of plot lines going on they all intersect it's got character drama it's got it's got political drama it's got romantic drama it's got a uh, plot drama. It's just got drama up the wazoo. Um, it's got great action. It's got action scenes. It's got it's got action. It's got comedy. It has it pretty much honestly has everything you would want in a show. Actually, pretty much. Yeah. It runs the gambit of every single emotion. Uh, so, but let's get more into the de- uh, let's get, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Shane, what do you think of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood? If you know anything about dear old Shane, Shane Desu, uh, you would know that if it wasn't for my bias towards Dragon Ball, this would be my favorite anime of all time. Like, there's no fucking contest there. I cannot even think of another show that moved me nearly as much as Brotherhood did. Especially coming off the heels of 03. Like, this blows everything else out of the water for me like its characters are so multi-layered and interesting its world is so vast and rich in lore it alchemy is one of the greatest power systems in anime i would argue the action is stellar the animation is stellar the story is there are gonna be many hot takes uh in this podcast just letting you know right now but uh i agree with josh this is the greatest anime story ever told i don't fucking care roast me in the comments but this is my favorite story in anime history nothing even comes close to topping it for me i have such a huge spot in my heart for brotherhood that 
It's honestly unfair to a lot of other shows how much I love this, but it fucking earns that merit, dude. This show is perfection in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, what do you think of Full Alchemist Brotherhood? Full Mother Bro... Full Mother Alchemist... <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a retake on that, please? Did you have a stroke? Yes, yeah, I, I think Spencer's brain shut down. I think I just had a fucking full, full, a full, mega full Melochia. <laughs> no, full oh, metal alchemist. Oh, I full mother bro. And I just oh, oh, full mother brother alchemist. Full mother alchemist brotherhood. <laughs> full metal alchemist brotherhood. If I can get the name correct, is genuinely one of the greatest animes ever made. Hands down. Nobody's gonna... Once you watch it, there's no arguing. Like, there are, and I'll bring it up, there are some scenes, moments, and things that I think that O3 did better than Brotherhood. However, however, as a whole, including the arguably the greatest ending to an anime ever made... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... You get something special, and you just—it's this kind of mouse correct. It's, it's, it's this cauldron of every single genre and emotion you can feel, and that might just be within like ten episodes. You'll just feel it'll start off with this, but it never gets away from its kind of based and comedic roots, and it's just—it's fucking great, dude. Yeah, all right, Josh, what do you think? I only have one word for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes. 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 If you know anything about me, and if you've seen my lists or talked to me about anime, I will constantly bring this show up. This, it's so, so, so good. It's one of the only animes that... Well, actually, never mind. I was about to say it's the only animes that I already watch constantly, but after that, that window. But anyways, it is a masterpiece of storytelling animation. And you guys, both of you somehow forgot to mention both the soundtrack and the openings and endings. Oh, we're all, I, I, I assume that was something we were going to get to. Yeah, we were going to bring that up. They're fucking amazing. Holy shit, man. Like... Everything about it, storytelling-wise, you guys already said there's intricate layers. Everything, there's so many different stories going on at once. And the best part is, right at the end, they all just come crashing together perfectly to form one full cohesive story. And, oh, I love it so fucking much. Like, I just can't describe how, how great it is. It's pretty, it is something amazing. Um, I, uh... Fallout Alchemist Brotherhood is a show that means a lot, a lot to me. Uh, not just from the fact that uh, uh, I was already a huge fan of the original series, so when I watched Brother, so so uh, I immediately took out, like checked out Brotherhood like right afterwards, like as you do, um, and I was blown the fuck away first time I watched it. I was like 13 when I first watched Brotherhood, so to, to give you some perspective. Um, 
And uh, so Brotherhood being like basically Brotherhood, uh, basically brother, basically after watching Brotherhood, I just lost my like. It's it's so good. Like I straight up like they, I straight up was ready to. I, I still consider it the greatest shonen anime ever made. Like it's easily shonen's finest hour in terms of shonen it's easily the genre's finest hour yeah there's uh, really no contest there uh yeah. and uh as of right now nothing has beaten it or has even come close to touching it not even my hero comes close like even my not even my hero comes close like it's one of the, it's it's just one of those things where fma is just so much like it's just so up and above beyond everything else in terms of quality uh, that it's kind of that it's kind of pointless to talk about it because it's like unfair. It's yeah. almost unfair. Fallout Alchemist Brotherhood is a criminal. It should be arrested. It should be arrested like, it, for stealing everyone else's thunder. Yeah, pretty much. It's a crime. Um, it's a and uh, uh, now for all those wondering, well, what's the difference between FMA 03 and FMA Brotherhood? Well, FMA everything. Uh, uh, Full Alchemist Brotherhood is is a uh, adaptation of the entirety of the original manga, while the original FMA, while it adapts the fir- uh, it goes off in its own direction due to a lack of uh, like due to a lack of source material. Uh, no, due to lack of source material. However, since Brotherhood was basically starting back when the manga was wrapping up, uh, they are able to comp- they are able to adapt the manga in its entirety. So. Let's yeah. get into uh let's get into probably the toughest question of the entire podcast off the bat. What is your favorite episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Spencer, oh, what's question. your favorite episode? That's an easy question. Uh I just need to know the exact number. But I is it 63 or 64? What's the ending? Uh the, like the last last episode? Yeah, 64? 64, yes. 64, 64 is my favorite episode. Yes. 64 is the great, not only the greatest ending to an anime ever made, but genuinely one of the greatest standalone epilogues to an anime I've ever watched. Everything leads up to this ending that wraps everything in a beautiful, tight bow. You have, and I, I'm assuming this is full spoilers. Yeah, yeah duh. Oh, of course. I I just want to make sure again, just for people that that are new that are just joining this year for the first one, we're full spoilers on on this podcast. This anime is ten years old. If you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sit down. It's fucking worth time. But okay, yeah. So the fact that you know that Al has his body back, that fucking Ed can't use Clap Alchemy anymore and has his original limbs back. That the small little jokes about how it doesn't kind of get to Ed at first, and he's trying to use Clap Alchemy, but he can't because he doesn't have his metal appendages anymore, nor can he kind of get to the gate. Um, The whole ending scene with um, fucking Ed equating like true love and marriage to like equivalent exchange. (laughs) Just scream. I love how he's screaming. Uh... Yeah. It's fucking a instead, instead I of fucking, to give, yeah, yeah, like you would think that like fucking. I love how like his his way of proposing marriage to Winry is just screaming in her face. 
screams directly in her face and is just like, I will I give you half of my life if you give me half of yours. Half of your look, and then she's and she's just like, silly. You fucking idiot, idiot. Hey, you dork. You all hey, my dork. life. <laughs> Yeah, and it's dork. like, and then they and, fuck, and the fucking <laughs> and the music that plays. I think it's Trisha's lullaby. I think plays in that scene. Uh, um, I, I maybe I don't know. I mean, they do Trisha, fuck, so they do fuck. There is indeed the they have children. They have the children. They have they fucked. children. Um, <laughs> but holy shit, episode sixty-four fucking runs the gambit the entire episode of just emotion after emotion after emotion. Fantastic. Yeah. All, All right, right Josh. Uh, what? A, why? Why is sixty four your favorite? Because just as Spencer said, it's it's so fucking good. Everything comes together. Spencer forgot to mention one perfect part though, which is the ending with all the pictures. Yes. Just, I knew he was going to say that. The pictures make you cry because you can see everyone together and. I think one of my favorite things was Ed's last line, how he just references a show, how if you're able to endure through all the hardships and everything and keep a heart steady, strong, you'll have a heart full metal. And I was like, God damn it. Why did he have to do that to me? Why does it have to be so perfect? It doesn't doesn't help that that entire final scene has hologram playing over it. Yeah. Yep. I was just going to say, Hologram, my favorite opening, is playing as a perfect ending. It's just... <laughs> and, like, it's so sad, too. It's such a sad episode because you know there's no more full metal coming on. Like, it's just so fucking amazing. Everything about it was just... <laughs> yes. Alright, I think Josh is done. Alright, um... Yeah. Shane, what's your favorite episode? Because initially you were gonna cheat. All right, like Matt. No, Matt. No. Okay, I was going. I was coming into this podcast planning to cheat hard. I was gonna be like, "Fuck it." My favorite episode is the last four episodes because I can't choose. But yeah, Matt basically told me, "Hey, if you do that, I'm gonna chop off your dick." So, <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. So I had to like pin those four episodes in a battle to the death to find out which was my favorite. And while I agree with Spencer and Josh that 64, the finale, is as perfect a finale as you could possibly hope for your show to have, I think my favorite episode of Brotherhood is episode 62, which is right in the middle of the final fight against Father, which, hot take... The fight with Father is one of the greatest final fights in anime, period. Yeah. Period. Like, it's a fantastic fight. But what really stands out about that episode for me is, like Josh said, all of these different characters and storylines culminating together right at the end and pursuing a common goal. Everyone is against Father. And the scene where literally everyone is dogpiling him. You've got the central soldiers firing at him. you got the brig soldiers firing mortars. You've got all the alchemists using their alchemy and rushing him down. It's just such a great final fight. Like, it gave me chills. It made me hype. 
It was so goddamn tense. It had me on the edge of my seat. But the thing that really sets that episode apart for me from all the rest is Al's sacrifice. When he realizes, if I don't do something, my brother is going to die. So he sacrifices his life and goes back to the gate to get Ed's arm back. And, you know, uh, sad. <laughs> sad mm-hmm. as fuck. After I wiped the tears from my eyes, we get potentially one of the most iconic scenes in anime history where Ed rips the pipe out of his arm and screams at Ed, at Al from the other side, you dumbass! And then fucking charges father and, like, pummels the shit out of him. And just beats the shit out of him. fucking wrecks his shit, and it's like... It's just the, he aura-auras him, pretty much. Like, he aura-auras him with fucking stone pillars, and it's amazing. It's like, it's... All at once, the hypest, the saddest, and the most fulfilling thing I've potentially ever seen in an anime. So that's why 62 is my favorite, because that's an episode that I will never forget. My favorite episode is not one of the final four. Uh, It's close. It's really damn close. Uh, But my favorite episode is an episode from uh, from the final arc. It's in the final section. Um, but it's an episode that has always stuck with me ever since I've watched it from just the sheer, not just the sheer brutality of it, but also the, just like, like I was just, I was surprised that a show would go there and it went and, but, and go there and do it well and just be just an amazing, amazing episode. And that's episode 54 beyond the Inferno, uh, AKA the Mustang envy fight. Okay, that's what I was looking for. I was AKA, like, that's a close fucking second. AKA yeah. Mustang Flame Fucks Envy. Flame AKA, AKA the greatest fucking homunculus fight in the entire show. Yeah, the best homunculus fight in the entire show. This episode is all about Envy and Mustang. Uh, it's all about Mustang losing his shit over over Envy, from the, because in the last episode, uh, he learned that Envy was the one who killed Hughes. And this episode is him dealing, uh, is him slowly but surely losing his mind um, and trying to kill uh, trying to kill Envy. And it ends with probably one of my favorite deaths of the show. Uh, favorite homunculus deaths, if not my favorite homunculus death of the show where and where we realize what how envy feels he's jealous of people he's jealous of humanity uh because despite all the abuse that they take they just keep going and envy doesn't understand that because he feels he would give up so what envy just uh and not and because and so and and envy kills himself Mm -hmm. and um the thing I love about this episode is it shows the, it it shows the just the abs, especially with Mustang, the absolute despair that Mustang feels when he went uh, against Envy, just like the just like the face that he makes and it's a, it's a face of just pure hatred and anger, and it's the and it's frankly terrifying. It's terrifying, but also. Kind of cathartic in a way, considering fucking Envy killing Hughes was just oof. 
Yeah, like, um, there's, there's been so much shit that Envy has done throughout the show up until that point that it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of satisfying to see him fucking get wrecked. <laughs> It, I mean, it's it, it's satisfying to see him get wrecked, but but at the same time, you can't help but feel pity for the guy, uh, like, especially not afterwards. Only is it satisfying? But it brings up another thing that I want to talk about, which is the fucking sound editing and mixing in this show is <laughs> incredible. The fact that that they never have the sound of the flames overpowering the sound of the snap, uh-huh. because when he you know when he snaps. And you get him using both hands and just rapid firing. That the, the sound of the snap is so iconic to what Mustang's character is, because it's how he uses his alchemy, that when he's just staring down Envy and just going ham, you can you hear the explosions and you hear Envy scream out in utter pain. But there's that small sound of the snap every time it happens that you're like, holy shit, this is fucking, he's losing his mind, he's off his rocker. I actually have no idea how they managed to get a snapping sound that fucking perfect. Yeah. Like, that's some fucking voodoo of sound design right there. Because no snap fucking sounds like that. No snap sounds that perfect. Whoever made that snapping noise, uh, yes. They need a raise. They need a raise, and they need to get a plaque and an award. <laughs> they need to get, like, here, take my keys, go to my house, and fuck my wife. There should be an award for the best fucking, oh my god, what, you two are film people, what are the people called again that make the noises? Foley artists. Foley artists, thank you. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're responsible for all that stuff. But yeah, that's my favorite episode of FMA Brotherhood, with the close second being uh, episode 63, Other Side of the Gateway. And also another good contender was uh, was uh, fucking uh, Death of the Undying, which is the episode where Lust gets fucked. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yes, that too. Oh, no, guys, listen. Uh, listen. The best episode <laughs> of contention is every episode, because every episode is perfect. I wouldn't go that far, but I won't go that far, but yeah, uh, a vast but, majority uh, of them. Incor- incorrect. All right, I but uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, favorite characters because oh boy, uh, this is where the hot takes will start to come in. I'm pretty sure. Um, Spencer, who's your favorite character from FMA Brotherhood? I'm a bit cheeky, Matt. Don't I know what you're gonna say? I know you're gonna say. Technically speaking. It's two characters, but oh, they're counted mm-hmm. as one. Oh wait! Oh, it's, my, oh, I know. My favorite character in Full Metal Brother. Full Metal Brother. Fuck! I can't say Full it. Metal, Full Metal Brother. <sighs> I, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brother. This is fucking morose Mononikin all over again. Yeah, and how Full none of you can me- seem to get that it's no- Mononokian, not Mononikin. That's why. <laughs> Uh, fucking, my favorite character in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is Griegling. Same. I yes. agree with Spencer wholeheartedly. Is that your favorite character, Shane? Yes, it's Griegling. There's no fucking contest. There's no contest. When you have fucking Todd Haverkorn and Troy Baker together as one character, how the fuck is that not supposed to be your favorite? Hilarity and... Oh, oh, it's it's his too, apparently. Oh, wow, okay. Everyone's favorite character is Greenland except Matt. <laughs> uh, and but, I, okay. I'm pretty sure I know what Matt's favorite character is. No, yeah, yeah, we all, all know. 
Yeah. Uh, but y'all explain um what why Greenland's your favorite character. Okay, so I could have easily given it to Greed, or I could have easily given it to Lin. Like, but both when, characters by themselves were awesome. But when very, they very, combine... And when Greed takes over Ling, and you get Greed Ling, you get this constant back and forth between the two kind of personalities, where Ling is kind of laid back, relaxed, kind of do what you can. Meanwhile, Greed is more, well, greedy. Greed like, is all about taking power and money and what you want and what you think is yours and what you're owed and having it, while Ling is the exact opposite. It's, 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 it's a really interesting dynamic when these two combine into one character and you really see their, their clashing ideologies and personalities just constantly butting heads together. Like you've got the it's brash, like the... Ir- you got the brash, arrogant greed who just wants all of life's luxuries. But then everything. you have he wants everything. Yeah, he just wants everything. And then you have the more laid back but prideful Ling, who is the heir to an entire country. Like, and it's it's that different. It's that difference in their mindsets that makes them such great foils to each other. And you can see. Also, yes, go on. Yeah, those those random outbursts of Ling are just great. But I think my favorite is <laughs> No, go ahead. If, go ahead. But, uh, my favorite probably was when Pure King Bradley was talking with Greed, talking about how worthless humans are, and Greed forced or Ling forces his way up just to tell him off. Yeah, yeah, I love that scene too. Man. Like, fuck you, man! Oh, fuck you. But I also love how fucking at the very end it was like Ling who Greed kind of like grew to like respect, and when Greed finally uh, was completely selfless and gave himself up to for like his friends and the people that he knew, it was Ling that's like, "Hey man, you did good." You know, this show, like, this show is called Brotherhood, and we know who that's referring to, but there's but this weird sort of dichotomy that grows between Greed and Ling. Like, they're almost there's, brothers by the end of it. There's a weird... Yeah. The, the, the Brotherhood has multiple meanings. Brotherhood doesn't just mean the uh, the two... Familial. Obviously, all, all yeah. Elric. It means the It means the ensemble cast as a whole. This is a... Yeah. Born Alchemist Brotherhood is more of an ensemble piece than it is of, of just about Ed and Al, like the original series. This is more of an ensemble piece. And there's a there's uh, a lot of relationships that grow over the series, but the reason why Greedling is probably our favorite characters is because... The, the relationship that grows between Greed and Ling as they inhabit the same body is one of the show's best. Like, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love Greed Ling. Uh, he's absolutely great. Yeah, what are you doing here? Eating a delicious dinner. Kicks him out. <laughs> now, Matthew. But, uh, all right, what? Matt. Give the why, obvious why, answer. Why, 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 uh, my, favorite. my favorite character is going to be uh, one, a complete shocker. Uh... Uh, Spoilers! It was the same character in 03. It was the same character in 03. It's always been this character. He's. Yep. It, it's my favorite alt. It's my favorite character. 
of all time from anything doesn't matter from any anime i've seen and probably in just in general comp- not just anime just all media top five favorite characters easy and that's roy fucking mustang um i i love this man i is love he a this major? man uh he's a colonel roy mustang colonel roy mustang uh, he later gets promoted to Brigadier General at, uh, by the yes. end. Uh, this man, this the, 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 let's talk. I, I want to talk about this uh, this uh, sexy man for a second. Because uh, okay. uh, uh, what? Because uh, in my mind, Mustaine has probably my favorite arc of the show. Uh, in terms, at least character arc in, ter- in the show from the be- from the first to the last. The Mustang is a completely different character in the last episode than he is in the first episode. When he starts out as a cocky and arrogant uh, colonel who just kind of wants to rise up the ranks, becomes a, you know, the, after we learn a lot about his backstory and all the stuff that happens to him, becomes by the end this really tragic figure who has experienced countless number of losses all in the name of trying to fix a democ, uh, trying to fix a a uh, fascist government that keeps that, that not 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 only oppresses him but oppresses the people he cares about. I I, I and and I, I could go on about how his how his alchemy is my favorite in the sh- his alchemy is my favorite in the show. He's got. I love his relationship he has with Riza. I love the relationship he has with Ed. I love the relationship he has with just the rest of his group in general, especially Havoc. Um, I love the. I love how he gets some of the best fights of the show. I love how, despite. Uh, I I love how his how how this how the things that happen to him they stick. They have consequences. They affect him. They don't. No, they don't. It doesn't simply just like oh, this, like now this happens. Like the stuff that happens to him, like they change him, they make him a completely different person. I don't. I just love Mustang as a character. There's, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything about him that that doesn't that doesn't work. And he was my favorite. He was my favorite in 03 for. He was my favorite in 03 as well. But Brotherhood just makes him like a completely just, uh, just so so much better oh yeah what they do with mustang's character and brotherhood is above and beyond anything they did in 03 like yeah, it's remarkable I love, I love mustang in this uh because like, i love him so i love him so much and just everything he does and um and just just every like i i cannot think of a single thing wrong or, uh, like bad about mustang in this show i really can't like just like every every time it was on screen, I was like just fully invested in what was happening with him. Like and every every second. And seeing as how Mustang is the catalyst for some of the show's greatest moments. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a yeah, exactly. Like he's a he's he's my pick and will forever be my pick. He's my favorite anime character. I can't think it's just I love him so much. And I and I I would watch a spin off show about Mustang. I love him that much. Uh, God, I thought Asuka was your favorite anime character. Who? Asuka, or whoever it was Asuka? from... Asuka is not my favorite anime character. She's my second favorite. So? Close. I don't know, man. What do you mean you don't know? Waifu, I'm pretty waifu, sure... No waifu, no waifu, dude. 
there's a difference between uh, the yeah yeah. Uh, why uh, here's a thing though. Yes. Uh, but um. Incorrect. Yeah. In in fucking all right. Uh, but with a but with a best muck cunt and the worst. I know some people probably had some problems picking this. Who's your least favorite character? Oh, in Full mine was fucking easy. It took me two seconds. It who took it, me Spencer? literally two seconds. All right, who is it, Spencer? It's Shao Tucker. <laughs> Still? <laughs> oh, come on! Shao Tucker is the fucking worst anime character ever made and gives Nina a run for her money. There, there are fundamentally eyes. worse characters in the show that literally do nothing. And you pick oh, I, Shao I Tucker. Least, I have I have Miley's favorites, and it's going it's going to make Shane laugh. Oh god! But, um, no, Jay, because you know what? Yeah, some some characters are fundamentally worse because they do nothing. But this fucker is worse because he does everything. All right, no, this but, guy. Uh, Shao so... Tucker's in it for one episode, Spencer. Yeah, guess what? One episode. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure I had depression when I watched <laughs> Brotherhood. But I'm pretty sure that episode made me want to kill, fucking kill myself. Because uh-huh. I was just like, man, this fucker is the worst. Genuinely the worst human piece of fucking filth. Not only does he take his wife out, but he goes, hmm, you know what would be a good idea with these fucking state alchemists living with me? Let's do some secret underground chimera research. Oops, hmm. my daughter disappeared. Oops, my dog disappeared. Oops, here they are together. Yeah, the meme's been done a million times. You know, the dog goes, Edward. But, like, fuck. Shout Tucker's a piece of shit, and I hope that, for his sake, that that his death was very, very painful. All right, Josh, try saying that again, because you screamed so loud that you cut out. Big brother, Ed. Oh, okay. Yeah, would I? I have PTSD from that stuff. So, <laughs> but okay. uh, but yeah, uh, Josh, who's your favorite, favorite, least favorite character? <laughs> um, Show Tucker. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> like he is. There are worse characters in the show that literally do nothing. And yes, Shao Tucker is a garbage human being. But his character was worse in 03. Because you know why? They turned him into a fucking chimera and had him stick around when he didn't need to. And he looked like an And he looked really stupid. (laughs) Stupid. No. But, uh, alright, alright, Shade, who's your least favorite character? Alright, so, as I said... There are characters fundamentally worse than Shao Tucker that literally do nothing. So, I'm gonna guess no one's gonna even know who the fuck I'm talking about. But my least favorite character is Beto. Oh, the Chimera? The yeah, fucking lizard Chimera. Chimera. Yeah, the lizard guy? <laughs> he's, he's literally there for two episodes, runs away, and then gets killed by Greed. That's literally all he does. That's the only purpose he serves. And then he dies. Sure, but what else does he fucking do? He sits in the shadows and he's like, I wonder where Mr. Green is! And then gets fucking stabbed by him. So fuck uh, him. Alright, so, uh... 
I have a lot of characters that I could have picked because I could have picked any of the Chimeras to be completely honest with you as a least favorite character because they don't do anything. Um, uh, but my least favorite character is a character I can say I don't hate any of the characters in this show with the exception of uh, Shao Tucker. Uh, uh, but even then, like he's there to be hated. Um, so like it's it's a case of like which one does the least like which one is like the least important and my my goes to uh fucking yoki you know what fair that was I, one of my I, picks too yeah this what does he do he what does, does nothing i actually don't know who that one is yoki is the guy with the mustache and he's like he was from use well he banked up the citizens and and, and, and was like yo here's some gold uh, oh, that me. motherfucker! Yeah, that motherfucker. And then, and then, and then he became friends with May and Scar. Yes, yes, never mind. Yes, and then uh, did nothing. He's literally just part of the entourage, and his entire existence is meant for other characters to shit on him. <laughs> he's a joke. He's a he's a. At least Shao Tucker. At least Shao Tucker, like, pl- fulfills his plot role. Yeah, at least Shao Tucker serves a purpose. Yeah. And, uh, and not if I have Beedo. Beedo. I forgot Beedo Fucking existed. lizard, dude. I forgot Beedo existed, dude. Exactly. My point, exactly. <laughs> well, fuck you, you're still wrong. Well, uh, fuck you, too. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, some other things we really like about Brotherhood. I want to bring up uh, Akiru Senju's score. Yes, um, thank you. I was gonna bring it up. Akira Senju's score. Akira Senju also did the music for um, not too much else. Actually, he's a he's mostly a conductor for like actual music, not anime music. Yeah, not this um, anime bullshit. Uh, but he did his most famous is uh, stuff outside of that. Is he did the music for Tales of Vesperia as well as Victory Gundam and Valrave the Liberator. Those are the shows that he's most famous for. Um. And his music is really his music here is, uh, his music is really damn good. I don't know which I prefer. I don't know if I prefer the OG soundtrack or this one. To be completely honest, because both are spectacular. Uh, Although I will say, and both are uh, very different. Both are very different. Both are very different styles. Mm -hmm. This one was more focused on the use of a choir. Um, it was big. It was epic. It epic. was, which is funny awesome. because my favorite song in the entire fucking, um, or my my, my my two favorite songs actually in the entire um show are Trish's Lullaby, and I think it's Lafayette's uh, Philosophatum. I believe yeah. is the other one. Yeah, um, both have choir. Both have choir. Which, if you know me, you know I I, I fucking appreciate some choir. That's and it's Latin, Latin choir. choir. So, um, but also Trisha's lullaby just makes me sad and puts me to sleep. Uh, yeah. That's sad. Uh, at the right. same time, though, the original's, music, Has... the, original, the original's music was done by Michiro Oshima, who also did the music for fucking, um, for fucking Blast of Tempest and Bloom Into You, so. Yeah. Oof. Outstanding music, and O3 have had uh, Bracha, uh, which was also a really good vocal track that was used. In probably the show. My, honestly, probably my favorite track in the entire franchise, not just the original. Like this, I think that might be my favorite. Yeah, so, yeah I'm gonna have actually, to. Actually, you know what? You. I'm thinking about it. I think for the soundtrack, I'm actually gonna give the edge to the O3 for O3 on this. I'm not for gonna the lie. soundtrack. Yes, I will give it also the O3. Incorrect. 
Josh says yeah. otherwise. This does not. This does not include OPs, by the way. If you're wondering, this is the sound. This oh is yeah. No, I'm still considering the OST because I still prefer Brotherhood. Eh, that's fine. Matt, what about you, Shane? Which one do you prefer? I'm not gonna what pick OST? just because I like both. So, <laughs> hey, hey, coward. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's give a special shout out to the language that we're speaking right now. Because holy shit, this dub. This has the greatest <laughs> dub ever made. I don't care. Fuck you. It's a fantastic Better than Bebops? Dub. Better than Bebops, though? Okay, Bebop is a high contender, yes. Yeah, and, and Bacchanos. Bacchanos. I haven't seen Bacchanos. Fuck you. Okay, this is a fantastic dub. Bacchanos is a really good dub. What else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, dub's I, still I, really I, good, though. It, it, it's the dub's so fucking amazing. I love even though movie. after this most recent rewatch, you can tell this is like this. You can tell that this is an older Funimation dub because a lot of the characters have the same voice. But yeah. it's it, fantastic acting across the board. You, you can yeah, you can tell this is an older Funimation dub because Travis Willingham is still in it. Um, so yeah. Like, Whoa! Uh, he uh, voices uh, Knuckles it, now. It, it, he's Knuckles. He doesn't chuckle. <laughs> he just flexes his muscles. He's a feminist. <laughs> Shut up. Sonic Boom is something else. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I love I I, I um. Uh, I just, if it just, uh, but yeah, the dub's amazing. Uh, the OPs and EDs are all fantastic. The OPs, some is, of the Rain best OPs the best. of all time. Rain yeah, pretty much. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Where, it, literally, if it, it, if it wasn't for the fact that they're all in this show, each of these openings would be, like, the best opening of the respective series. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're all in one show. So, like, all of them are valid as, like, fucking... If, yeah. If you're like, hey, my favorite opening's the second one, valid. My favorite opening's the fifth one, valid. valid. If your op- favorite opening's the fourth one, valid. First one, valid. Third one, valid. They're all valid. Every single one of them is a valid contender. I will say, so. I will say this right now, and my son Josh will agree with me. Uh, the second OP hologram is my favorite anime opening of all time. Thank you. There you go. That's all I'm Rain, gonna say. Rain is in my top ten. I am partial to I am partial to again. So like the first OP because it's oh so good. <laughs> uh, you, uh, fucking Yui just kills it. Kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw. You saw. No, he's agreeing. He's, he, he, that was an agreeing. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I don't know. I, it sounded weird to me, but uh, but uh, it's, but I, I, uh, this OPs in this are great. The animation is stellar. That's what I wanted to talk about because holy god, you can tell it's a bone show just because of the way the explosions are. By yeah. the way, uh, but the the art and animation in this, Josh, you dying over there? Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get arrested? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Josh is on his way to jail right now. Um, but le- While that's happening, let me talk about the animation. The art and animation in the show is fucking stellar. Like, 03 looked great on its own merit, 
but this fucking blows it out of the water. Like, especially on this most recent rewatch, so, this show looks unreal sometimes. Like, holy God. Yeah, this show looks amazing. And for 64 episodes, like, it's very yeah, impressive. Like, it's, cons- it's consistent, too, which is the real impressive thing here. Yeah. Uh, you can tell it's bones, because when everything explodes, it turns into cubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you can tell it's bones. Um, but at the same time, I absolutely love, like, has how this show looks, like, as well. I, I just, like, I love, the art style's closer to the manga than it was in the, uh, original, uh, series. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. Um, and, uh, uh, I also love how this, sh- I also, um, like, I just, it is just that the show has constant Sakuga, too. Like, oh, con- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there, like there are just some random points in random episodes where like the animation goes from zero to sixty, and it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening here? Like, wh- where did they get all this money? <laughs> like it, it's ridi- it's ridiculous. Um, like some some uh, some standout. Just to interrupt real quick, some standout moments in terms of animation for me were. Uh, obviously, anything involving Mustang, really. Uh, Mustang versus Lust, Mustang versus Envy. That's some of the best animation in the entire show. Um, the fight between Greedling and uh, King Fuhrer Bradley. Or Fuhrer King Bradley, sorry. Garmer versus Bradley. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, the final fight against Father, that's all Sakuga. Like... I think I think one of my favorite animated fights definitely has to be fucking uh, Armstrong and uh, Armstrong and uh, uh, the Armstrongs versus Sloth. Because mm-hmm. yes, yes, please, like that fight is so good. Well, so, I, I, Kane, yes. You were wondering where they got the money for this, right? Uh huh. It's obvious they just sold a whole bunch of Dogians of Winry and Riza. All right. All right. All right. We're not the... bringing in your weird. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it. Um, it's like how it's like how Gridman's gonna pay for all this money due to Rika. Uh, Rika's just... thighs. Rika uh, fucking uh, Rika, Rika slim sti- thick. Rika's thighs and Akane's boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, skinny, much. skinny thick got me quaking. Put the, you put the two of them together, you got my fucking snack. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you say, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Fuck you. So, yeah, the moral right. of the story here was that the animation's really fucking good. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to yeah. mention that's really good about the show that we haven't brought up? The fucking uh, story? <laughs> the the story? This story would make fucking Virgil happy. And that's a man who wrote the I Need. <laughs> this is a man classic. That's a little classic literature. Get the no, fuck no, out of no, here, Spencer. God, no, no, Nietzsche. God doesn't exist. Watch his former Alchemist Brotherhood. God oh, there exists. he is. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's getting dragged out of space. Oh, shit. This is a lot better than than God just being Germany in 1930s. I absolutely fucking love the story to this show. Fucking, oh, yeah. uh... Uh, fuck it, uh, and it, it never loses sight on what its story is, either. It's the same story yep. from beginning to end. There's always an end goal, and no matter where the story takes these characters, they always have that goal in mind. Yeah, and it, so, uh, so, 
And while the ending of the show, and so the ending, so some is the ending of the show predictable? A little bit, but doesn't yeah. stop it from being fucking. But but incredible. It, it, it it's exactly what you it is exactly what the show needed it to be. You know, essentially, uh, if you watched if you watched O three, the ending is exactly what you wanted it mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the it's exactly the type of show that you want. Um, get the, the ending you wanted the show to be have. Uh, best girl. Best girl. We're not gonna. We, all right. Best uh, no, girl. We get into this. We have to get into this. We, we have, have to. We have to we at have least to. discuss Cause this. Because I'm pretty sure me and Shane have the same best girl. Go on. Okay, so let's start with uh, the boy on speakerphone. Let's the, Josh, who's your best girl in uh, Brotherhood? You guys actually probably don't know who my best girl is. Yeah, uh, I don't. What? Ooh, man Lon of Fon. culture, I see. Oh yeah. shit! Oh, Lon Fon. You know oh, what? Okay, uh, yeah. A rare, pi- a rare pick. I don't hear often, but a very, very good one. Very good, good pick. pick. That's very a good, good pick. Fon. That's a rare pick, here. but a good pick. Oh, Lon Fon is fucking great, dude. Yeah, dude. But she's Lon but she's also got like the badassery to back it she up. She got the she got the hots. She got the hots. <laughs> Fucking Christ. She's got the uh, you know oriental twist. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right, yeah. Is that right. is that a sex thing? Is that we're a... moving on? We're moving on. Uh, we learned a fetish of Josh here. Okay. Here if they're go. oriental, skinny thick got me quaking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can you stop you, saying that? No, I'm never gonna stop saying that. You one fucking jive motherfucker, you know that? <laughs> Alright. Alright, um, Spencer, who's your best girl? Isn't it obvious? Who is it? It's Riza. Oh, good. Also, Riza, a, a, a common Riza, pick, but a good pick. Riza, yeah, very motherfucking good pick. Hawkeye. Okay, not only. Does she get the hots? Um, <laughs> so, she no, got the uh, hots. Uh, that fucking German flair got me shaken. <laughs> I'm just also mocking him. But I'm also a bad no, influence, I see. <laughs> she's genuinely the best female character. Her relationship with um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's relationship with Hawkeye. I mean, if you think about it, the MCU, Jeremy Renner is now in... No, but, like, she also does have kind of, like, an internal relationship with herself. But no, um, her relationship with Mustang, while kind of going somewhere, but not really going anywhere. The only reason it didn't happen was because apparently she, uh, the author forgot about it. That makes a lot of sense. Actually, and after... Watching the fucking chibi after party for Conqueror. They're canon, Kimbala. though. They're canon, though. They're canon, though. Yes, yes. She confirmed. They're canon, but she just forgot them. So, but like, like, oh god, the relationships, and she's so hot, and she knows so many good tricks with her guns. <laughs> and why is this getting Hawkeye, so creepy? She has hawk eyes, and she can see things. It's fucking great. And but I already know, but I already know who you two are gonna pick. <laughs> yeah, who's the best girl, Matt? Fucking Renry Rockbell. It's fucking Winry. Yeah. 
Fucking, there is no contest here. I love her. Like, Winry I has the best her. story. She's got a great personality. She got the hots in spades. Shoot, she's hot as fuck. Holy shit, she's I just so remembered hot. something. I just remembered something that I don't know if Matt remembers from high school. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Thorn no. Alchemist was the catalyst that Spencer, Spencer was in denial for years and years that he didn't like blondes. Fucking Fallen Alchemist was the catalyst for him realizing that he liked blondes. I have a subconscious thing for blondes. And also, yeah. I, I, I asked specifically for a Winry Riza slash flick. Sash fic. Oh, yeah, he wanted, he wanted some and doujin. Matthew delivered, and it was fucking great. <laughs> I know my, uh, I know yeah. shit. So if you ever need something, just, uh, just hit me up, dude. We're going yeah, off the deep end. I got you. I got you. Oh yeah, I can hit you. Um, but um, but uh, but uh, yeah, that's bet. Uh, there's a lot of contenders for best girl in this show. What I said. Oh, oh, what laid the? I give you shit because I love you. Yeah, you dirty fucks. Oh, it says a fucking fucking um. Fucking, but yeah, is there anything else you, we want to... I think there's still more we need to talk about on this. There's, I mean, there's tons can we can talk about, dude. Can I start bringing out kind of my two kind of nitpicks? Uh, yeah, let's get into criticisms. Because... Criticisms. I, have, I, have one, I have one problem with the show, and it's like so minor, but it, it's, it's one... It's something that prevents it from being my favorite show, and it's like, it's glaring. If you yeah, go ahead. You go first. All right, all right, all right. All right, it's glaring... Do not watch this show right after FMA03 because this will the, because the, because the problem still exists after yeah even it with it standing on its own but it's even more obvious when you watch it Incorrect. for it and uh, for for it, it, I didn't even say what my problem is yet uh but uh, Incorrect. uh fuck it uh the first 13 episodes of this are rushed to hell and back and they weren't yeah. and they and they should have been it, they should have been expanded on i'm sorry like it like you're, you're i get correct. i you're incorrect no, 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 they were. Let's be fucking honest here. They were. The yeah, only reason they're like... He said you were correct, Waffle. but you're incorrect. <laughs> oh. Waffle. Like, okay, like, okay. Like the they were, they, like, they, oh, like, I get it. They didn't want to repeat stuff they've already, they've already covered in 03. Uh, because the first, like, 25 episodes of 03 is, like, the first, like, 10 episodes of Brotherhood. Uh, because of that, though, the first part of Brotherhood feels really, really, really rough. Um, it feels, it feels like they're in a rush to get to the stuff that they really want to do. Mm-hmm. When I feel like, because of that, important information actually gets left out that they have to cover later. Um, yeah, and, like the rant- like the order of events is kind of thrown out of whack because of that. Because stuff yeah. that happens near the beginning of O three doesn't happen until like near end game in Brotherhood. And it's and weird. Brotherhood, like the stuff with Yoki, Yoki just shows up in Brotherhood, like just out of nowhere. And the usual stuff in the manga was early on, like in that first, mm-hmm. in that yeah. chunk, in that first chunk. But they cut that out because they already covered it in 03. Uh, so, but instead, 
I, I, it, it's almost like that when they were adapting it, they forgot about Yoki's existence, and then when they realized they needed to bring him in, they were like, "Oh fuck, we should have done use well." Oh, so they had to fuck. Like, so they like, so they like fucking did a quick flashback thing in like fucking paper cutouts to like fucking describe what the hell happened. It's funny, but it definitely. Like, it's definite, like, the first part is rushed, and I definitely think that some of some of the impact of those scenes is lost and are done better, as Spencer said, done better in 03. Um, I feel, I, because I feel, like, I think the Nina stuff is done better in 03. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, I think that the origin is done a little bit better in 03. Mm-hmm. Hughes is, um, I think that Hughes' death is done better, but I think his funeral's done better in 03. Um, Speaking of, Matthew, thank you. Because mm-hmm. you touched on a couple of things. As I stated when I started, there are certain things that I think O3 does as a whole better than Brotherhood. Not saying yeah. that O3 as an anime is better than Brotherhood. But there are certain aspects that Brotherhood does not as good as O3. And here are some of those aspects. It's all One, in the beginning. It, some of it's actually near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Hughes. And Hughes' death, more specifically. Hughes is barely a thing in this. Not only barely... In O3A, you get to know him a bit. B, the death kind of happens, which I appreciate a lot more than just from, like, a standpoint. Like, like the death is almost treated as an afterthought in O3 as compared to how it's drawn out. And then there's the funeral scene with his daughter and... Because of that scene, I cried for a solid half an hour just hearing his daughter in 03 go, what? Daddy's going to be late for work. Why isn't Daddy waking up? And just having everybody around him cry. Yes, I know Josh is going to bring up the scene after the funeral with Hawkeye and Mustang, which was a good scene. Don't get me wrong. Get the fuck out of my head. Joshua, I know you. We've been friends. Get my head, fucking... We've been friends since you were in like grade two. Get my head. I, I know what you're gonna say, and I'm gonna say that, that they could have added that. They, they could have added that scene. Like, if that would have been added onto the O3 scene, it would have been absolute perfection. Um, two, sloth. I think that sloth is portrayed and done better in O3 than than they are in Brotherhood. Um, I think Sloth has, uh, like, the sin of Sloth is portrayed better um, in Brotherhood, but the character of Sloth is portrayed better with the whole it being their mother thing compared to it just being a big fucking dude. Sloth in this is a dude. He's a guy. It's a huge, massive man. And he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't have any, like, emotional response. He just kind of does something, and then he's gone. And because of that, it, with a history of, like, how every homunculus is, has a character and an arc, and they're done perfectly, Sloth isn't. Sloth is, in my opinion, the worst homunculus in the show. Um, in 03, there's at least a little bit extra stuff with the fact that it's based off their mother. Um, and 3, the big one that I think is that there, and I, I can't, because there's two kind of small but big things, yeah, one big thing, which is, and I'm going to agree with, with exactly what Matt said, which is that 
while the story as a whole is fantastic, and it's genuinely one of the best anime epic stories we've already seen ever. The fact mm-hmm. that they just assumed that the person has watched O3, like, and then immediately goes to Brotherhood causes some issues later on when they're bringing stuff, when they're bringing old stuff into the new stuff, but in a way that makes no logical sense in the world. Like, there are very slight exposition dumps that kind of feel out of place in this really breathing, living world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and uh, now, w- once the show gets the greed, though, that's when it starts to pace a lot better, I feel. Oh, yeah. Uh, once it gets the greed. Shane, do you have any issues? Not that it hasn't already been mentioned. Like, my main issue is exactly what Matt said. I feel that the first section of the story was done better in 03. Even though, mm-hmm. after this most recent rewatch... I still really like the first section of Brotherhood. It's got some great moments, and they're very well-produced episodes. Yeah, they, they, it was definitely done better in 03. That's really my only major complaint with this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, but, I, yeah, because outside of that, I got nothing. No, I got nothing. nothing. Yeah. I got I nothing. Like, those, I can't think of anything. Those could be considered fucking... Um nitpicks, but they're things that I feel that O3 does as a whole better. Is there anything else to talk about? No, I think that's uh, I don't know. Shane, is there anything else to talk about? Not that hasn't already been I, mentioned. I think I've gushed more than I enough think, about I this. Think, honestly, I think we covered pretty much all of our bases here. Um, yeah. And with that, uh... Are we good for final scores? I think it's time for final scores. All right. Um, I th- we all have the same score, though, so I'm pretty yeah, sure. Let's so. just say it in unison. So three, two, one. Ten, ten out of ten. Out of ten. ten. Yeah, so ten out of ten. Like, I, oh, my God. I, there is no – it's the most obvious ten out of ten I think we've ever given. Like, honestly, if – Like, on, if, honestly, if I could cheat and give it an 11, I would – because that's how much I fucking love this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, no, it's it's basically. It a, I'm giving it a, guys, I'm giving it a zero out of ten because it ended. <laughs> it ended, dude. I was actually upset at when it ended. I was like, I was mad. I was mad. It's over. What the fuck? It was literally. It I, was literally one of those things for me where, as soon as I finished the final episode, I felt the void in my heart just expand, and I'm like, what do I yeah. do with myself now? That's how it was, man. I was just like, what now? There's going to be no more Fulmina Alchemist until they inevitably reboot it again. I mean, 10-year anniversary. Oh, shit. Actually, yeah. Speaking well, of which, inevitably fuck the movie. Made... Oh. What? I didn't like the movie. I yeah, but like which one? Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. It's pretty bad, dude. No. You know the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fuck that. Live action yeah. one. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, It's pretty bad. Um, Sega Star Amilos is good, but it's filler. Yeah, Sega Star Amilos is real good. Yeah, we'll cover those at some point. No, I like Sega Star Amilos. No, no, fuck it. Uh, no, fuck it. Uh, I hate. Uh, I am not a uh, fuck it. Uh, the no, the live action movie was pretty bad. Uh, which is a damn shame because it has good talent behind the camera. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, but uh, but with that, I think we're pretty much <sighs> done. 
done with for so Fallout Brotherhood first anime of the year ten out of ten across the board. Like there's the, um, I don't think I don't think we've given an easier ten. <laughs> oh no, uh, Bebop yeah. maybe. Bebop maybe. Attack Bebop on Titan maybe. Attack on Titan was also an easy. Yeah. Uh, not even my hero uh, got this easy of a ten for me. Uh, so. Uh, like my hero, I had to think about. It. I was like, you know, no, it's a ten. Um, like, like I had to do that. This, I'm just like, no, ten, ten, ten. All right. So, with that being said, it's time we move on to the anime. The random anime. You guys don't know how. If uh, any new viewers don't know how this works, uh, every time we pick a new anime, uh, we uh rotate between one that me and Shane picks and a randomizer. Uh, this uh, this the next podcast is a uh, since uh, uh, the last time we did this, it was my pick. It is on to the randomizers as Brotherhood was not a was a Matt? special occasion. All right, I'm, I'll get to, I'll get to it, Matthew. So, yes, I wish to use my meta. I know. I I was gonna get to that. Hang on, I don't I don't I don't have like a a siren, so I'm gonna uh, play this. Do you like the um, Smash Bros. and new challengers appeared sound? Anyway, so if you don't know how this works, every now and then we use the random anime generator to generate a random anime. We have these things called metas because of the way that the random anime generator was redesigned. We can basically meta the shit out of it. Uh, Josh so. wishes to use his meta. Yeah, Josh wishes to use his meta. Uh, everyone gets one meta a year. They do not stack. Uh, so and every since this is a new year, everyone's I, metas will be stacked. I get to do the roll, right? No, you uh, tell I'll, Matt I'll, what to put I will be in. Back in he a does the okay. roll. Matt, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I would like an action, action drama, fantasy, psychological romance from 2015 to 2016. And cut everything else out. All right, so I'm back. Just had to yell at someone for a second. Um. Oh, he didn't even hear you, Josh. Fuck, <laughs> thank No, well, no, I actually had to go. Like, I was like, I was, so. All right, so, uh, so what is so? What for meta? What years do you want this released in? 2015 to 2016. 2015 to 2016. All right. What include which genres? Action, drama, fantasy, psychological, and romance. Psychological and romance. All right, and then excluded genres. Everything else. Everything else is gone. Yes. All right. So when you're done, that Matt, run us, run that back by us, just so we make sure. That... All right. So, for le- it's an anime released between 2015 to 2016. It includes. With the, with the genres of action, drama, fantasy, psychological, and romance, and the excluded yep. genres is everything else. Yes. All right. Let's I click see the what button. happens. It generated the anime, and it and our chosen anime is the anime I'm pretty sure Josh wanted. Our next anime for the podcast is Re Zero, starting life in another world. Wow! Uh, the first time someone on the show hasn't fucked up their meta. Yeah. <laughs> Re-Zero. When Subaru Natsuki leaves the convenience store, the last thing he expects is to be wrenched from his everyday life and dropped into a fantasy world. 
Things aren't looking good for the bewildered teenager, however. Not long after his arrival, he's attacked with them thugs. Armed with only a bag of groceries and a now useless cell phone, he is quickly beaten to a pulp. Fortunately, a mysterious beauty named Satella, in hot pursuit after the one who stole an insignia, happens upon Subaru and saves him. But in order to, in order to thank the honest and kind-hearted girl, Subaru offers to help her in her search, and later that night, he finds even... He, he, he then finds the whereabouts of what he seeks, but unknowns to them, a much darker force stalks the pair from the shadows and just remembers minutes before locating the insignia, Subaru and, Stat and Statella are brutally murdered. However, Subaru immediately reawakens to a familiar scene, confronted by the same group of thugs, meaning Statella all over again. The enigma deepens as his history continues to repeat itself. Get uh, V-Zero, uh, so our next episode will cover the critically acclaimed isekai re-zero so and with that i think uh i think shane is very excited to cover this because he's been wanting to watch this for a very long time yeah we we've known that josh was going to go for this for like months so the fact mm -hmm. that we finally got it oh. and we're actually going to do it now i'm pretty psyched yeah i'm, I'm psyched for these i i i'm so excited fucking, i fucking love this show man and i cannot wait for you guys to watch it I've been told to watch ReZero since it fucking came out by both Joshes, mind you. So, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I love time yeah, loops. Yeah, I'm time same. Loops. Same. And with that, uh, I think it's time we wrap... I think, I think we're gonna wrap up here. Um, uh, I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on YouTube and on Twitter in the links below. Uh, just make sure to follow and subscribe to me if you're interested. Uh, with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Beater One. You can find him on Twitter and and uh, on um, YouTube as well on his YouTube channel, uh, the Beater Game Network. He does unboxings, let's plays, uh, other podcasts, some scenes every once in a while. Definitely check him out. With me, I also have Spencer and Josh. Uh, uh, who have who have graciously graciously over the past year contributed a ton to the gap, and I uh, couldn't be uh, couldn't be happier. Um, and uh, yeah, so with that, I think time for us to wrap up and say bye, everybody. I didn't think ahead to make a clever Japanese outro, so I'm just gonna say bye like everyone else. <laughs> uh, sayonara, <laughs> sayonara, desu. <laughs> Arigato I don't think I'll ever have a better intro than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see you, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Oh, Get the gold.